welcome to Left Back on the Bench podcast. I'm your host for today, Charlie Cullen, and joining me as always is my co-host, Lucas Uhatch. You alright, Lucas? What up, brother? How you doing? Yeah, good, man. How are you? Have you been, uh, been yeah, enjoying been quarantine? Bored. If you can say that, I mean, I've been working throughout it, so here and there. Yeah, same, mate. I've been... To be honest, I, this, I think this lockdown, I think... There's a lot more loopholes that companies can get around, really. Like, like with with certain shops, they do a lot of click and collect. I was in Maidenhead yesterday, and the CEX do click and, like drop off and click and collect. And Which is hilarious that CEX is doing that. Yeah, but that's what we're doing. Like, I'm work for Next, and the fact that we really shouldn't count as um, what was it essential? But because they're saying the loophole is all online services can still remain open, we're just doing click and collect, and we're working as a click and collect store. So, it's, which you know, I'm, I'm, it's fine. Like you can get other stuff done. Like you don't really have to deal with like customers in the store, and it's quite nice actually. Yeah. Chill. But the, but the thing like, is, it can like, be boring. Yeah, because I'm in construction. Construction the first time, construction never stopped, and I managed to get furloughed. But this time I I just couldn't I couldn't hack furlough again, especially when the weather is awful like it is yeah. now. Like being stuck inside all day, you need to get out and about, and especially when you can't even go for a walk when it's pissing boring. Rain. Boring as well when the fact that we're in, in a lockdown and we're in the middle of an international break right now as well. Oh, so yeah, yeah, that's that's that just oh, just annoys me. But. Anyways, the Masters is on, so I've been watching a bit of the, the old golf recently, uh, American football tonight, so, and the England game, so there's lot, still a lot of sports on, really, which, the first lockdown, imagine if sport was on in the first lockdown, how good... It would have been easier. It would have been so you much me better. You've talked about it several times on, in the past, where, it's, we just said, like, you know, the, we did this sort of kill time during there was nothing on TV. And yeah. nothing on, um, like no, um, no sport to talk about. It was kind of, it was more like we were just reminiscing. Oh, I remember when football was on, and how nice it was. Yeah, now, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. But it, I think podcasts nowadays are a lot easier to plan than the ones because the, the thing is, when we were doing the first podcast before the football came out, we had to plan podcasts. Now nowadays we just ring each other up and said you want to do a podcast in about twenty minutes. They're like yeah, sure. What do you want to talk about? Oh, do, do, you, yeah. remember, do you remember the um, last week's games? Yeah, we'll do that. So it's a lot easier. You don't have to. Like, I remember. Um, I remember the, one of the ones that never got released. That um, it was nice the- when it was nice when we could, like you know just to sort of be able to. Yeah, I think the fact we have more of a rough idea of what we're doing now, it doesn't feel as much of a kind of. Like we were winging it a lot of the time where we're like, shit, what are we talking about? And trying yeah. to pull up facts and stuff last minute. I think we have a bit more planning into it without it being, without it being stressful. Yeah, like like nowadays, if you if you watch the game, you can remember the games, especially some of the big games uh, that yeah. was on last week. Anyways, you just some of the games you're thinking, Cure. but speaking of which, yeah, speaking of which, Moving on to uh, today's sort of topic, just kind of a roundup on some of the key matches from last week's Premier League action that we had before the international break. And before we go into next weekend, when the Premier League returns, we're going to discuss... Um, I think I'm going to go through a few of the key matches, well, like the matches that happened, and I'm going to stop on a couple of the key matches to sort of just brief discussion. Yeah. So, Friday, we had uh, Brighton-Burnley, nil-nil. Yeah. Pretty boring game. Yeah, pretty much. 
Southampton, uh, Newcastle, 2-0 to Southampton. Uh, took Southampton to the top of the table for the first time in... God, I can't remember how many years they said. It was a long time, wasn't it? And so, Southampton had a lot of fun with it. You know, they did the old uh, stop the count. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. Like, Quarantine, they should, lock it down. They shouldn't again. have released the shirt. They shouldn't have released the shirt. That was a bit cheesy, but hey What, know. they released the shirt? Really? That said, stop, stop the count. <laughs> let, let's, let's just see it. Let me just see it. So, yeah, it's, just, it's a normal looking shirt. <laughs> it's just like, it says stop the count. I'm like, oh, God damn it. it stop the count. Mm-hmm. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, I see it. Apologize and not not great, but yeah, it was good result for Southampton. They're a team that I think are doing, you know, the way they're performing. I still think top four, top four, top six is a good um chance for them. Yeah, because even with like, you know that was a team they played that match without Danny Ings, and you feel you'd have thought, fuck, this could be a problem. But well, you look at Southampton, and Southampton are a very well drilled team, like they're very good at pressing the ball. They're very. I said it. Team. I said it before. They're like. They're not like um, I'm not talking like old school thuggery teams that like used to get out, like get out like top sides and like batter them about and shit like that. But they do get stuck in, yeah. And they're not, and it's like they're not afraid to press. No, and lot, lot, if you look, lot of the modern era is a lot to do with pressing, and you see all these successful teams like the like the Manchester Cities, the Bayern Munichs, the Liber- the Liverpools, they. They all press, and you look at Real Madrid and Barcelona, which they don't press. They, them teams aren't doing so well anymore, especially yeah. in these big competitions in Europe. Well, even in minus the big European teams that don't press, I think within our own league, the comparative would have been their opponents. Newcastle are a team that have they sit back. A lot. They've survived games by sitting back, yeah. and I think at times. Like Southampton to me, right? They've been a team that like they've not been afraid to take it to a Liverpool, or I think of like the um, the one 0 against Man City last year, where they they stuck to their guns, beat them on the counter, and then they would when they had to defend and had to be compact, they defended really well. A bit, you know, a bit like hitting, like you know, took their chance and got got lucky a couple of times. But I thought, you know, fuck it, they had a good game against you know at the time the defending champions and the top side of yeah. And you in see, England, and if you look, but if you look at like their spine, their spine of their team's really good. Like you I really know, like that. I mean, you, know, you got like what uh, Ward Prowse is a great, I think a great captain. You know, he's been in that academy for. He's, you been, know, there. he's, he's, he's been there he's, from the start since he's been in the. He's, he, if you're like from like a, if you're like a fan of like one of these sort of like one town, one club's towns, or one club cities, which Southampton is. Hmm. He's what you want from a captain, you know. He's been there since the academy, is for his academy days and everything like that. He's come up through the ranks, has developed been, into a really good. Well, he's been there player. since the start, since they've been promoted. So yeah, you know what I mean. This is he, he came up with them into their season in the Premier League, and that was sort of like the, him as beginning his career as like a mm. but as a Premier League player. But looking, but look, as I say, you, then you've got um, Romeo. is a really good player. He's he's, he's big, solid, big tough player. Yeah, Vestergaard's yeah. um, another one. Bednarek. They're, they're they're very good players, and then and they're, they're, they're big physical players. And I look at that also that front, like you know the attacking options: Danny Ings, Che Adams, uh, Redmond. Not like like I said, like very like players that will get at you if you if you. And I think you know we got quite out against them when we played them last year. Before we could do a little of the back passing and playing it slow, 
Yeah, not going to happen because they, 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 they weren't afraid to charge. They love that. They love when you play slow Southampton. When you got Paul Pogba like taking 20, like what feels like 10 minutes at a time on the ball. Yeah, and Harry Maguire having the most completed passes. You're just thinking, what? why are you playing round the back? But yeah, Southampton, we've, but going back on Southampton, I think they, they're they so, they're a solid team. And I actually thought when Hoiberg left like, um, this season, I actually thought they were gonna, not doomed, but... I never thought. I actually thought they he was going to be a key key player player missing in that team, but they look like they've actually improved without him. A lot, a lot of the players, it feels like in that team, have come are coming into their own. Like I think Danny Ings, obviously, everyone kind of looked at Danny Ings as. Yeah. Or choose my word carefully here. Like failed at Liverpool. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like, and you know, we, I don't maybe not to the sense of like, oh, he's a royal. He will never be a top striker because he failed at one of the biggest clubs in England. Really, right now, he's probably one of the best out-and-out number nines in the Prem, um, as far as like statistics and yeah, what he does. Yeah, I'd, I'd say, I'd say, yeah, I think, I think he is. Him and Jan Yuvardi are two, are two special players. Really, like they're they're not the tallest strikers like a Kane and a, a, a Calvert-Lewin who are, who are typical you look at them you're like yeah they're they're a typical striker big target man they're more these two are more can repress uh, attacking pressing players high energy and especially in the league we got now in the Premier League where it is high energy pace someone like Jamie Vardy and Danny Ings they tear up the leagues and it goes to show and but it was nice to see Theo Walcott playing as well. He's actually, I remember he played a really good game that game and I was quite impressed with him. It's nice it, to actually see him actually playing. Yeah, it's weird with Theo Walcott because I feel like he's he's had good games for the Southampton, to be fair, yeah. too, a couple of times he's played. And I think with Theo, it's always a situation of he's like the epitome of like, you know, when you first time see kids who are like sick, like you see a guy hit, hit a team at like 16, 17 years old. Yeah think fuck me he's good for a 16 17 year old like the classic examples for us i guess would be rooney and ronaldo yeah you know like i mean i guess rooney that was more like when he was at everton people were talking about like a 16 year old kid like <laughs> like playing with grown-ass men and kind of you know yeah but rooney you look at him as a young age and you think yeah he is he's got he's built for it already and he's 16 but but you know what i mean i think walk got at that for um, you know, when we when people first saw him and him getting onto the England squad at the age he was at, everyone was like, "Fuck me, this kid's got the potential, yeah, a lot this of promise." Be good, but, no. but the, the issue really is, I just don't think he developed the right way. And I feel like maybe like he was, you know, maybe it's probably a situation of, like he was at the wrong team at the wrong time, like because that Arsenal team had a lot of issues. Probably wasn't the place that you want to um, be going to if you're like a developing young. Yeah, I've always I've, I've always been under the notion that Phil Walker's a, a confidence player. <clears throat> when he's confident, you get the best out of him. But he ha- he has that he has to have a bit of confidence to be like in form, really. And I think Everton, I don't want to say they made a mistake in like moving him to Southampton, but you look at like oh he's on line. the lack of depth. he's on line. So you look at the lack of depth they have up up front right now. With Richarlison being suspended, oh, uh, Rodriguez. Yeah, but you know what I mean, there, there was a few games they could have used the Walcott instead of playing like a Wobi or whatever they fuck, or even um. Well, I say Abenard had a okayish game. Yeah. Speaking cool, of which, we'll nice. move on to that Sunday. 
I'm not Sunday, Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Everton 1 0, uh, Man United 3 1, 1 3 1 at Everton at uh, Goodison Park. Um. <laughs> Good? Yeah. yeah. I know. It's weird because we're in a weird state of it as a club like Man United that, like. <sighs> yeah, it, it's another away victory. Yeah. But. There's still stuff you watch and you kind of think, we can't be doing this. Yeah. Like the back parting, I think, you know, the that yeah. time we were like, you know, it really, really a lot of what came out of that game was like a Bruno Fernandes sort of running the show. Yeah, but the thing, the thing is, you're still covering over the cracks. And that's the thing, you're still covering, Man United are still covering over them cracks, you see, because... Yeah, it's all well and good, Bruno having a good game, but was that a, a, a performance that you think mm, is it? Is, are we going to just lose the next game? Because that seems to happen with United at the moment. You see, they have a spectacular game, like we beat PSG in their backyard, draw to Chelsea. Yeah, fair enough. Beat RB Leipzig five nil, lose to Arsenal. How 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 does this happen? The thing with it is right. I I can see. I can see the next game or next two games really being like still, it'll be like there's still pressure on Ollie, I'd say. Yeah, but he's got two good games, I think, to relieve a lot of the pressure if he handles them right. So we've got the return match against Istanbul. Really, if he if he's smart, takes it to them. <clears throat> well, you got it, went that, that that relieves a lot of the bad memories of the previous uh, one. You got West Brom on Saturday. And um, yeah, and that's you know they're, they're both they're both home games, I believe. So really, you yeah, really, I feel like if it's like tough. Ollie, they're tough games, but I feel like Ollie could again, like if he's if he's smart about it, and the team you know doesn't do any like, say like you know because I know any anything can happen. We can have like. An injury or a mistake happen, but he has he has a chance, I think, to relieve a lot of the pressure. And I think this is the thing with Ollie now. It's like, and too really, we don't want to be thinking like this. But make it to January with a decent position. Maybe try and buy a few more things that you need in January, and then come back again. Like sort of like what we did last season. We had like a you know we had a shitty run at the beginning of last season. Well, they got to January, I think. The Burnley result and the pressure on Woodward to like you know come good with a signing really had an effect at that point. We bring in Bruno, and even I think the addition of Agallo at the time did a few good jobs in like the uh, cup games as give Martial a chance to rest as well. Especially seeing as like we didn't have Rashford for a while, and then we had like the break obviously that allowed Rashford and Pogba to come back into the squad. It, you know, what I mean, it's it's. It can, it it kind of saved that season and allowed us to get third. Yeah, but that's that's the thing, mate. That's the thing. That's the that's negative energy we don't want. Buy our way to January. Why 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 just try and only scrape some wins? To yeah, I, I, this is what I mean. I don't I don't want it to be like that again. But I feel like no. that is the way it's yeah, sort but of the, going. That, but what 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 what's that doing to the club? You're buying your way to January. You, you, you're trying to get a few wins to January. It's not the right mentality to have. 
I think it's the only way all you can survive in that job, mate, because it's like the board is so the board are so like trigger finger like tri- like trigger finger finger yeah, idiots. They they've, like, they've always had been ever since Ollie, Fergie. They've always Ollie's been. like in Ollie, it's like a kid with a handgun. They're gonna shoot it. Ollie makes one or two more mistakes, which really might be out of his power. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's I, done out here. Listen, I'd 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 love Ollie Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer to get. A few more wins, and I'd, I'd, I'd like, I'd like to see him now win, not lose up until Christmas. That's that's great, but in the tough reality of things, the way we're playing, the way we're just scraping these wins against these teams, and not even we haven't even won at home yet, and we've had four games at home so far. And that's that's not a good sign, really. As I say, one game... When we look at some of the teams that we did, like, and some of the ways we did lose and some of the teams we lost to. Yeah, like the like Crystal Palace. Fair Palace. But, but fair enough that they weren't... Man United fit. weren't fit. They didn't have no uh, real pre-season. Well, the top result, I think, is still going to be one that we have to live with for a while with, like, getting destroyed by... But that's that was that was an informed Tottenham, really. Um, so they, 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 they brought that A game that day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, the thing is, I think the mentality now is we need to try and win every single game, and yeah. I don't think the idea with Ollie with fluctuating from tactics to tactics, stick to your guns, stick to knowing what you know best. He doesn't. When when you see managers change tactics all the time, you're just thinking, it's like Unai Emery. Look what he did. Yeah, it's weird though, right? When, I remember you and me talking to, about well, like when we were talking about when Ollie first got the job. Yeah, and you know when like he had that good run of form, and it was almost like after the um, the Paris game. the field good factor of PSG ran out, mm. everything fell apart. Like we had the losses to like Everton, four um, nil at Hot Cardiff, away. Everton. We lost to some fucking dog shit teams, and I think of it really like I remember talking to you about it, like because I think you know we were trying like one day we were playing like. You know, four three three. Then we were playing a back five. Then he's switching out. Like, you know, we'd you know we'd see like Matter coming in. Matter comes out. Match comes in. Match comes out. He was, you know, this is before we really like you know he bought anyone. So well, this this was like a squad that like you know, we're still relying on Ander Herrera and shit like that. And yeah. it really, it, you know, what I mean, it felt like he was like trying to work out. Like, I, you know, it was it's almost, like we said, it was like throw shit at the wall trying to f- work out what like works that's the only thing I'm worried about with is he does get a bit too panicky like oh shit I've got to change it up again and yeah like I, I, just, I understand you played when you played against when we played against PSG with the five at the back as say as such that worked because you're playing a team that have got a lot of attacking attacking strength and a lot a lot again a lot for a to defend, right? But when you're playing a team like Chelsea, um, Arsenal, and it's it's just like really like against Arsenal. Yeah, well, I think this has been all his problem a couple of times. Is that he doesn't? He still doesn't know how to deal with a low block. I just, I sometimes I just think sometimes he overthinks things. Really, I think yeah. the defensive teams he does. I think he finds it easier against attacking sides because he just knows there's enough pace and like there's good counter-attacking football in that team yeah oh yeah that's yeah but but... when we have to really break a team down 
there's that little there's still that little bit lack of like astuteness and quality yeah like a Liverpool or a City had that played like low block teams like you know I think it was like when, every time we fucking play Newcastle it, it, we sometimes make it harder than it looks oh yeah because it's like we know they're going to sit back we know they're going to be compact and we're still trying to like move the ball like you know we move the ball too slow too much back passing it just isn't you know there's it's, yeah, I, I see. I see where you. I see where you're coming from. You know what like, I mean? Like we yeah. we try and like play ticky tackle almost against defense, like like teams that aren't going to play it against you. Really, we just need to think of like a good. We need to get a good system in of like high pressing. You know, quality pressing, quality passing. Don't just back pass and give give away possession. There's, you know what I mean, like because I feel like that's that is the issue because I think we 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 look we look you compare it to like watching Liverpool how they play in pass, we look almost like we do it in slow motion at times. Yeah, exactly. There's no there's no real pace, and that's why that's sometimes why Fernandez has a really bad game sometimes because he's trying to inflict pace where no one else wants to inflict any pace into the game. Well, you know, you have Maguire who and Lindelof who just will drive the ball forward, stop. stop. Look for like Fernandes twenty seconds and then pass it all back or yeah, pass it sideways. Just, and yeah, it's just it, yeah, it's just you, you lose the opportunity to create kind of confusion in the in the opposition side because yeah. you're just sort of there. Like, really, all it does is give them the opportunity. Like, oh, quickly, we you can want, get back in the shape. Yeah, you want you want the you want the def, you want the opposing defense to think and try and react to the situation. But when you've got like when you're giving them loads of time. To react, they can get set. The manager can park out orders. They can get into position. Mad mark players, mark mark the zones, whatever they do, and that's it. And but we don't, it, we can't play ticky tacky football. No. the league's not like we we these teams won't say, "Oh, you're Man United. We're going to sit back at you." No, they're going to press at you, and then they're going to leave gaps in, inside at, at the back. And it's just, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's a struggle at the moment to be a Man yeah. United fan. It's, I'm, I'm struggling with sports all, all, all in all. New England <laughs> Patriots have, have been shit this year. You know, they've yeah. been shit. I've just been watching shit for the past few months. But hopefully, this win against Everton is a good sign, and hopefully, we can improve. We'll move on to the next uh, match. Crystal Palace four one against Leeds. I didn't fucking see this coming, to be honest, bro. I I kind of half and half did. This is the problem with this Leeds team, how they've been recently. I think for as good as they are on the going forward, yeah, quality in the final third, still like the thing lacking they, a little bit. The thing, and, is, I, and I think as well, it's, their, their 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 shape does leave them exposed at times. Exactly, and. It, you don't want to get exposed against a team that's got players like Zaha, like Townsend, um, Eze, Eze now really. I mean, to be fair, Eze just I think had the quality free kick, and it was like fuck me. That oh, he, had a, he had a, he had a quality game all and always. Uh, Eberiche did. You know, yeah. I'm glad. It's, it's, it, I have a soft spot for QPR, like I said before, because grandparents QPR fans got a lot of family members who support QPR. Yeah, yeah. It hurt me to see him go because I was like, that's a good player for them, and. Really, I think someone who was a game-changing player, but at the same time, the fact that he's he's too good to be in the championship, he, personally. Man. Yeah, the, yeah, this is what I mean, and he's doing it. A, it's not like he went to like um, 
a side that was just going to get relegated again. It's like Palace is a solid team, I think, to sort of make yourself a starting yeah, Premier League player. I don't think... And he's still, got, he's still got time to, I think, make even better moves down the line, potentially. What, he's only I, 20, isn't he? 21? Yeah. Oh, he's, he's got fucking plenty of time. Southampton's think, 22, he's 22. I, Southampton are going to get their money back from him. All in all, I man. think the fact that he's um, I think the fact that he's hitting the the first team of Palace now as well was really good for him. Yeah, well, that, that's uh, the thing. Pampers was unlucky with the offside. I thought that was stupid. What, yeah, what was that? It was his like his hand. He pointed for the ball. Yeah, and because he pointed out, yeah. his arm was his arm technically made him offside by the letter of the law of what the offside rule now stands under with VAR. When in reality. He literally pointed for a second for the ball and scored. His, his, his actual body's on side still. His feet are on side. Yeah, this... Uh, it really, it was like the bullshit of that rule, just like... But the thing, the thing what I, I normally say, if that's... If other teams have been penalised for that, then everyone's got to be penalised. That's the same that happened in um, in another game. I know, but it's just a stupid rule, unfortunately. It but is, it is. But in a, the good, end... a good result for Palace. I think they've had a few good results recently. Like they, Again, they, they're standard Palace, isn't it? One day they are amazing, and then the next day they're getting bad by Chelsea 4-0 or some shit like that. But yeah. that's just Palace, unfortunately. Well, they won one. I'm not worried about, just... I'm, I'm not worried about Leeds just yet. No. The thing, the thing is... The thing you look at the team, they play, Leeds played. The, uh, I don't know what formation it is. It's a three-three-three-one. No, like, no, you got no. As I say, you got no Calvin Phillips in the midfield. Who? So, uh, to be honest, since they've been playing a more, I think they've been playing more four-three-three-three recently because you've had like they. I think they look like they're going for a, a more, I guess a more cemented back four. Oh shit! I think it, I guess I guess for the idea of like you know you've had um. Uh, Dallas on the left, Ailing normally on the right, and then you'd go um, that new player Koch and um, Cooper. Cooper. Mm. So it feels like they try to go for a more solid back four. Yeah, I guess because of like you know they know like three three. Well, Phillips. Is they go. They go well, I think as well if they go three 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 one, there could be issues of defensive defensive gaps again, but. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they still got a good chance to pick some results up. Um, another four-one result that day: Chelsea four-one against Sheffield United. Your your, boy, your boys are going another down. disappointing. Another disappointing result for Sheffield. I feel bad for Wilder because he is a good manager. He's done well with that Sheffield team, but it it, it I, it's so weird because it's just like everything feels so disconnected now. When you think of like how Sheffield United, the what the they Premier- did. Like, the Premier League has caught up to them. Yeah. The Premier League has actually caught up to them because the thing is, it's the whole overlapping centre-backs. The style they played last year, no one had, no one could defend it because it's new. But once a year sets in and managers and all these, their data analysis people are looking into these things a bit more, he um, they have to switch it up. And I don't think Chris Wilder doesn't seem like the manager to switch it up. Hopefully he does. But, listen, they have been unlucky. They have some some of these results they have had are very unlucky. 
typical Sheffield United like. Yeah. Ever since ever since that return first game back from lockdown, since they got that dodgy that dodgy goal disallowed, or that goal didn't count, then they they haven't been the same team since really. And I think um in, I that, think in that reality they could have they if they won that game they could have gone fifth above Man United yeah. at that time so it is very unlucky for them I have to I do feel sorry for them um, Chelsea are looking like they're getting into swing of things with Timo well, Timo it's weird because I feel like when we looked at the signings they made because they made fucking tons of them Timo Werner Kai Havertz were the two I think everyone was like. Oh, they're going to be the ones to tear it up. Yeah. However, the guy who currently is on form and looking like, you know, made for the prem, Hakim Ziyech. Yeah, he he's been exciting. Just stunning performances. Like he's he has been exciting, hasn't he? I watched one where he just sort of like drifted past someone. Like it was like he was, you know. It was like FIFA skills in real life. Yeah. Like, just drifting past players and like, him and Reese James on that right-hand side looks fucking lethal. Yeah, he is, he he, he is a bit of like a wizard. I, 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 I associate him with a wizard. Like, he has that knack with the ball that not many players do. And you watch, you remember watching him for Ajax and you see him tearing up teams and I've been thinking, even when Chelsea bought him, I thought, I can't believe he hasn't signed for anyone before then. Like, it's weird because you know when we we when we were looking for like a right winger, mm. and and the main right winger we wanted was Sancho, obviously. And then the 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 picks after that, it almost feels like you know like when we talk about like when your your second and third choice, yeah, like but, the drop yeah, but you got, yeah, but Ziyech was bought in just after January. So. Yeah, but you know what I mean? I'm, it, yeah, it yeah, but, insane, yeah, but, how, how are we not scouting a person like that? <laughs> like, you know, you doing look, well at like a decent level for like a good team, been been to the Champions League and stuff like that. We we Our drop-off from Sancho, which was always going to be like a, yeah, but you never a hard would, target for us. But, but the you know, our, our drop-offs are like Saar from Watford, who's just been relegated, or a fucking David Brooks from Bournemouth, who's just been relegated. Why are we not looking at any of these sort of ZH level players. <laughs> well, first, first things first. Look at ZH's age. He's twenty-seven years old. Yeah, that's a point. He's twenty-seven years it. old. The the you look you look at most philosophies of these teams. If you want to spend big money, right, you need to get you need to be young. And ZH is is a very shrewd move by Chelsea. I actually did think it was a very shrewd move, but they needed players like that. They needed because you had William going, Pedro going. That's most of their uh, wingers, like the two the two players who have a lot of experience gone. Yeah. So they needed to fill that void, and yeah, he, he looks. He looks. I like guess when you are relying on like very young, I guess yeah, Pulisic, a young a, a young left winger in Pulisic who also hasn't been. Um, he's, 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 he doesn't he's, have the frame. For the Premier League just yet, well, is is as well as fitness is becoming a bit concerning yeah, with the injuries and stuff like that. That's what I mean by his frame. I don't think he's his frame and built for as good as he's been. Werner's still very young and also he's a very player. new. Very, yeah, but you know what I mean like I'm talking just as a forward line in general. Yeah, but yeah, he, but yeah, but he's I'm I'm on about like. 
bef- when they bought Ziyech, that like they bought Ziyech in February. No, but you know what I mean, it's just, it's just good. I'm, I, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like Ziyech is a good bit of experience for like a very when you bring in a very you know your left winger is very young and getting a bit looking a bit injury prone, and your main striker is still very new to the Premier League as well, and also not not. I mean, he's you know he's he's a German international now, and he's played for a top club in the Bundesliga. He's still not, you know, you 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 can take chances on players like that because it's not always necessary that they're going to do it in a in a league like the Premier League. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even like, I think even Werner and Havertz, I think it both took him a while to to settle in. Oh, of course, because the the Premier League's a different beast. The Dem- Premier yeah. League's a different beast compared to the Bundesliga, but uh, yeah, we'll yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Chelsea look good now. They've made yeah. I hate to say it because they are looking fucking looking, deadly. They're looking good. They're looking good. Uh, and the last match on the Saturday, uh, West Ham one 0 against Fulham. Boring. The match itself, boring, yeah, boring but... up until the ninetieth minute. To be honest. Well, we did, yeah, I was about to say, we did witness probably the worst penalty, I think, I've ever, I think it's the worst penalty, penalty I've ever seen. Um, yeah, probably. Like, but it, it's... you know, you get penalties like, I think the John Terry slip in my head always comes up, but that's not really like, Terry, you know, can deliver a penalty. Well, that was just unfortunate. Like, that but, was just a condition. But, but Terry, yeah, but Terry made an effort. Look, me didn't, look, me made an effort, but it's... Especially, Lookman was just like shit. As well, especially especially if it was the the, the game to draw the game. You 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 gotta just you just gotta put your foot through it. You have to put your foot through it. You I just think as well. Don't try and do a fucking Penelka, a Penelka when you're Penelka. not fucking. Yeah, don't do Penelka. A, don't do a Penelka on the last minute of the game. If you come, it's it's like it's like this. If you score it, you're a hero. If you miss it, you're a villain. That's Penelkas really should only be reserved to like. Sergio Ramos and I guess like shit no, players no, at that no, level. No, 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 no. Penecas shit house, mate. No, it's it's not the old shit house penalty. Charlie, no, fuck off, no. Penecas was you should never do Peneca like the ninetieth minute. You can do it anywhere because you've got time to you got time to actually if you miss it you got time to like what what's the word called oh, recover Reco- yeah you got time to recover or. Recovery, you know what right? I mean. I, I generally yeah, feel but... like it's the penalty that was like it's the it's the it's the penalty style, right? That is reserved for like not almost not reserved, like it's like the old, it's almost like it's almost like, a, it's almost like a head game penalty. It's it's almost like trying to say that like, I do not respect you <laughs> to to the no, goalkeeper because you're like it's sort of a, it's, it's sort of as I say, it's sort of something you do. Maybe it's mind first game. half. Maybe in a, it's it's a penalty shootout penalty really. It's it, it, mind game. It's a mind game exactly. penalty. Exactly. Pen, it, not not not. It's a penalty shootout. It's not reserved for badasses or shit houses. It's reserved for a penalty shootout when you think. I just think like the most famous dude to use him was Ramos, nah, who is like nah, a bit of a it's fucking Pirlo, mate. Do you remember Pirlo? Pirlo, love. Yeah, but Pirlo. That's just Pirlo because he has that Pirlo, kind of. Pirlo's not. Pirlo's not a fucking shit house. Pirlo is. To be fair, Pirlo suave, is Pirlo. Yeah, Pillow doing it like I remember when he did it to Joe Hart. Yeah, Donny, he's a Donny mate. And, and Joe Hart was like giving it the like the big and trying to like get you know like the goalkeeper like trying to get into the head of the striker like you know taking Making ages to get big you know, yeah yeah you know, taking ages to stand on the line and you know yeah. and Pillow cool calm and collected does it and it was like just crushed Joe Hart. Little chip, 
Yeah. I think, you know, Ramos loves doing them. I've yeah. seen Morpé, I think, Morpé doing yeah, one or two you, of them. But, but have you seen Ramos' recent penalty record? His penalty record? Uh, uh, yeah, okay. okay. That, them, the, the, the match, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but still. <laughs> he, has, he has missed a few penalties. He missed yeah. one yesterday, missed one uh, last week. Yeah, shame for Lookman. Yes. Well, as I say shame, nah, you should know better, mate, yeah. but if you're a professional footballer. But, you really? know, it, hopefully he comes back from it because I still... That Fulham team, I think they could still potentially... Yeah, I think they could. Not with the Abai in general, though, right? With Lookman taking the penalty. Yeah. Fucking Mitrovic was on the pitch at the time. Why didn't he fucking take it? Um, I don't know. I just Because he just... At the very worst, Mitrovic... He's a, he, he likes the penalty and he, he's just going to blast it. He's just going to fucking welly it. Yeah, but that, that's probably what Scott Parker probably thought. Is like, nah, not him. Not just not him. Not <laughs> so him. you give it to the lad. He's like, I saw you do that, Pane- that Paneka, mate. You you can do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. no. But it was a good win for Se- uh, West Ham. Um, Socek. It's actually become a really they're good They're doing good, man. Socek. They're doing good, West Ham. They're, they're not... I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say they're flying just yet, but they're doing all right. Getting some good results. Mm, got some good results. What? You draw, draw against Tottenham and... Man City, See? you beat Leicester, you beat Wolves. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. good, 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 good results. Yes. Then, then the Sunday games were. Um, I didn't think after the Sunday games were quite boring up until the Arsenal game, and still they were well, good. West Brom, Tot- West Brom, Tottenham, one 0 to Tottenham. Very, sta- I'd say, um. Stale, mate. Stale game, mate. It was stale. Come back from a run and I just... You know what? The weird thing is, right? These have been the Tottenham games recently where, like, they've genuinely felt but, like they have... But that's 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 a sign of a good team, though. If you can grind out wins like that, it's a sign of a, tr- as a champion, personally. Is it not concerning, though, that they're not also... Really. Okay, like, the, the teams that... The, the teams that grind these results out against... Not the quality well, of them. Well, you look, you look at last look at year. Like, you look, you look Burnley, at, West Brom, last minute, like, kind of 1-0 sort of wins. Yeah, but you Brighton, know, they had, like... Brighton had them on the ropes a couple of times. You know yeah. what I mean? They, they haven't... But you take cast your mind back to when um, Liverpool played uh, West Ham at home last year, and they were on the ropes, and they just done enough just to scrape out that win. Listen, all champions. Yeah. If you, it, it's, it's all well and good. You get in these fucking. You play wicked. You play sick. Do you think but a true Tot- champion, it good... needs to grind out results. And Do you think Tottenham will have a good chance then this year? Well, like an actual. No, I'm not because you know we. The, 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 the furthest they ever came really was. I guess the year Leicester won it. And they, they came, came third. Second. No, they came third, mate. Arsenal jumped above them. Oh yeah, they did on the last minute. Shit. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I think. You know what I mean? Like third, third place has been like in in the prem. Third place has been like the high point for like the most like recent years. Do you think they actually have a chance of winning under Jose? Um, listen, Jose, Jose is a top quality manager, and considering that team has been very, has very was, I'd say that team was more talented than the Man United team he took over. Like yeah, he didn't, he didn't have to. He didn't have to buy stacks of players, stacks and stacks of players. He just needed to fill the gaps in with a bit of plaster, put a bit of paint on it, job done. But yeah, I, I think yeah, I think I think Jose's doing a good job. I think with Jose at the helm, they 
they can grind out results and grind out wins. Listen, do you remember the first year Jose was Chelsea manager? The first first yeah. few years, they didn't. They they were very good defensively, but they didn't really s- smash loads of games. If you know what I mean? Yeah, they I know what you mean. Grinded out a lot of games, and that's what well, you can do as a champion. Well, some Gerard talking about it when playing them. Chelsea, I think Carragher, Neville, they all said it, man. Like playing Chelsea, it was like. The fear factor that like you had going, especially if you were playing Chelsea at Stamford Bridge or wherever, it was like you can't let them get a goal up early. Because if they get a goal up early, yeah. you're just not yeah, bra- you, you can't you're break. Gonna, them yeah, out. exactly. You're gonna sit. You're gonna and sit there, and it's gonna be like painful. It is. It is. And yeah, I I've, I actually like Tottenham's chances. As I say, you grind out these results. If you have a good game here and there, wicked. But you've got Son and Kane who are, who are in form. Um, Kane probably, Kane and Son are probably the peak of their powers, um, and they're playing Bale's, good football. Bale, Bale's slowly getting back into it Bale's as well. I think better. Lucas Moura's there. They've got a mid, they've got a, a three midfielders there, uh, and Dumbele, Sissoko, and Hoiberg. They're doing the job. They're it's, doing the that, job. A, like, you know, it's funny because that is like them three really. I think epitomised to me like shit houses, um, as you say a Mourinho midfield yeah shit houses. not, not so much Ndombele is like the, the quality in that midfield like you know he always has like one quality sort of midfielder in there and then you've got like two sort of like yeah Sissoko and Hoiberg just two rough and tumble midfielders which is funny because I think you know Hoiberg I think really did get brought in to be a bit more extra, like extra bit of muscle, muscle. Yeah. in that midfield yeah muscle He's, He's been quality though on the ball as well. It's not like he's just been shit. He's yes. he's actually had like very good performances as a like. He's a, he's a good player. As far as his footballing ability, he's a good player. He's a good player, and and yeah, he's made the good decision to go. But yeah, when when uh, just just to sum it up quickly, yeah, I like Spurs' chances. I think I think the way they're playing at the moment, they why not? Why not? You got thirty. You got thirty more games left in the season. Might as well yeah, in. You got plenty of time to improve. Yeah. Uh, the next result uh, was Leicester one 0 against Wolves. Uh, very back and forth game. I kind of thought it could have gone. Could have gone either way for me personally. I think you know very good attacking sides. Mm. Uh, Leicester have been doing really well still, despite the fact they've not really got their strongest starting eleven. Top in my table, opinion, aren't they? They're top of the table. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You know I always like seeing Leicester. It's weird. Some people like I know really like oh fuck Leicester, whatever. But I quite like seeing them do well because they are like they we talk of like football. League, in, so when we talk about football in the term of like a of a top six, yeah. I look at Leicester and Wolves as like good teams as the example of like. They can like anyone. They, you want to see anyone be able to sort of do it almost? Because mm. I think mm. no one want to see the Prem get go the way of like the Liga or Bundesliga, where it's like Serie one or two teams. Yeah, I think Leicester and Wolves taking it to these big sides and well, think, getting good results. Uh, sorry to interrupt well, you. Not much Wolves, more Leicester, I guess now. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say sorry to interrupt, but like Leicester, Leicester, the closest thing to another top six top seven team i don't think wolves are just there yet i think leicester's definitely if, you, if you're saying it we, we it's a top seven nowadays because leicester leicester in europe they're actually doing quite well in europe i think they could probably do well in proper well in europe depends on who they they've come got against they got a good squad got a lot of like you know now. maybe a, a little bit of depth. depth yeah no, i think you know I, I, this I, is I, it I, one 
I think they've got a lot of depth. If you think about the midfield, you've got Tielemans, Ma- um, Tielemans, Madison, Mend- Mendy, Madison, Chowdhury, Dennis Pratt, um, Chowdhury, I've mentioned Chowdhury. You've got a lot of players in the midfield and then you've got defensive. They're starting to beef up the defence. You've got some of the old heads knocking around that still. That new French kid they got is really good. Yeah, and then you've got strikers. I think when Vardy, if Vardy can keep healthy uh, fit all season, yeah, I don't see why Leicester can't Harvey Barnes has always been a yeah. good player. Like, not good I think Harvey, yeah. Bar- Harvey Barnes is the most improved player this year by, uh, by a mile, I personally feel. I think he's improved so much this year already. And he looks like an impact player. I liked Harvey Barnes before, but yeah. I always thought like Perez was better than him. But now Harvey Barnes is like, yeah, I'll take I'll I think take Barnes has done Perez and Ianacho as yeah, far as like, it's like yeah, quality. And I think this, I think under the right management, what Rogers is doing, looking after Barnes, I think yeah, he's going to. Rogers go well. is a good manager, man. I think people look at like Rogers really. He's 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 the he's a good manager to take on um, a lot of these what we class world class managers like a Jose like a Pep like a Jurgen Klopp like yeah. he's got that kind of character about him I feel like he doesn't get thrown like you know like when we look at like you know Steve Bruce God God blessed him going with his Newcastle team he 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 puts a shape out that he, as if he's if like very defensive as if to say. Oh, I think we're going to get bad. Oh, <laughs> I know I, we're going to get bad. I want bad. to keep my job, so I'm going to make it so hard for the other team to score. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Brendan Rodgers, he almost has that sort of thing about him where it's like, now nah, fuck it, we're putting a good, you know, attacking yeah, but... side out. We're going to we're gonna fucking take it to him at times. Like, and I think it works sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't come off. Yeah. Sometimes it does. Like, well, the City yeah. result, oh, it yeah. fucking came off, and, like, very well. Yeah, it, um, this is just like a, sorry to the viewers, but this is like a... a an inside thing with me and Charlie. The book, the book I gave you for your birthday, it will explain how Brendan Rodgers' tactics work, so you'll get a better understanding why he's such a good manager. And he has, he, he does, yeah. Read it, boy. <laughs> You've got nothing else to do. But yeah, no, Brend. I think Brendan Rodgers for the team like Leicester, Brendan Rodgers is a good manager because he's he plays a good style of football and. He's got a plethora of knowledge, especially in England. He's taken yeah. Swan. He's, he did well at Swansea. He did well at Reading. Did well at Celtic. Did I'd say he did well at Liverpool? It's just he couldn't get over the, the hurdle. I think he just burnt the team. Burnt out after narrowly losing the slip. After yeah, slip yeah he, he was unlucky. He was really just came down to an unlucky last minute. Not last the, minute. The, yeah, but just yeah, unlucky. No, you know, I mean, like, but, like, but, you know, when you really need to come good, like the crunch time moment, yeah. the slip happens, and it was almost like there's like we what we talked about with Jose and his Chelsea teams. There was no way of recovering, unfortunately. But no, no, he's got a good chance with his Leicester team. I think it's a good what he's done with that that team is phenomenal. Can we not talk about the Man City Liverpool game because that was shit. Well, I was going to say City Liverpool one one. Uh, Liverpool, a team that's been injuries have been hitting them hard and fast, especially now um, with Gomez getting injured on international duty, not even not playing in training. Not even training. has now been tested for COVID after going to, um, I think, a family wedding. Right. And they're a team that I think you know really are in danger because of just like. Despite how good Jurgen Klopp has been, I do feel that team has always relied on 
you know, they had the benefit of like, not really having a lot of injuries last year to that starting eleven and having just enough people to fit into places. Yeah. Right now, I think these injuries are hitting them so hard and fast. They're just... They, I don't know if they can recover. Well, fucking fair play to them because considering that they... Well, they drew to Man City away. That's that's still a good that's still a good feat for them. Well, City. I know they. I know, like... I know they had their. I know they had their death lineup up with Firmino, Jota, uh, Mane, Salah. Salah. Mane. They've got the death squad. They've got the death death forward lineup. So they were going to attack them. But yeah, it's, think... it, it, it's just a boring game, mate. To be I honest. think for me, City. It's been very typical of City this season. Good in parts, can't really finish the job off or get the job done completely. Yeah, still, Brian Brian missing a penalty, like dear god. And you know, there's a team that I think I don't know if it's like just a something's just not connecting with that city city squad, and it's causing them. I think the thing is, they're not even that far away from the top, really. Is Manchester City? They're what? They're twelve. They've got twelve points at the moment. And they've got a game in hand. If they win that game, it'll be 15th. So they'll put them just above Chelsea, I think. Their goals difference. No, they they wouldn't. No, Chelsea Chelsea got a goal difference of 10 already. Fucking hell. So yeah, no, I think. I think. I think. City, it's, it's it's a long old season, mate. It is a really long old season. Long old when, season, and that was a long old boring game. Oh, yeah, but especially when games come are coming thick and fast, like. Yeah. Sometimes a draw, a draw against Liverpool is a good result. At least they didn't lose. That's the thing. I think to me, though, it still feels like Pep's. I don't know if it's like Pep almost treating the Prem as secondary because it's now like you know he yeah. Champions League. Yeah, he's still so focused on Champions League. Yeah, you could be right there. You could be. But you don't know. You don't, you don't know because Pep, no, no. Pep's always been a manager that rotates his teams heavily and puts. Players out of position, and it, it, it always seemed like it would work out. And right now, it just feels like, but you know, they're still doing okay in the Champions League. So maybe that's just where his focus lies. Like, fuck it, this is my make or break for the Champions League this year. And maybe he is taking that prem, the Premier League as secondary. Yeah, probably. You never, you never know. know. You never know, and mate. Final match of the day. Arsenal, Aston Villa at the Emirates, a three 0 win away for Aston Villa. I'm, 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 I'm more gobsmacked than anyone, really. Um, it, it was insane. Uh, well, it's typical Arsenal, isn't it? They changed their manager, but they're still the same old Arsenal. Like, you get a good result against Man United, you think, yeah, you're flying high. You beat, you finally got that broke that curse of winning away at a top six team, and you then you fucking lose to Aston Villa three nil. Could have been four nil if the first goal counted, but yeah, what a fucking what a really what me a right. performance from Aston Villa, mate. The thing that's for as bannery as Arsenal have been in previous years. A saving grace of that squad was the fact that Lacazette and Aubameyang were always going to get your goals, and that was what was that was what saved them a lot in a lot of matches. Them two would get goals. This year, <laughs> they ain't fucking doing that. No, no, I, I know. Which is worrying. Which, like, and to be fair, Lacazette, this has been like the second season now where he's really, I think, looked placid as a striker. 
Like he just doesn't like you know it's it's weird because this was a guy you know I thought had good bit of quality. Obviously he was not as not as much quality as Bamiyang, but they worked so well together that and he and he worked hard. He always fucking worked hard. Yeah. I think he still does work hard. Now it's just like the drop off in his quality with his finishing. It's it's concerning. It is concerning because you know if this was the the first year it'd be concerning. The second this is the second year he's been a bit. Not not high on the numbers, and especially uh, now, especially, especially now that Abamyang's moved to the wing, that's a bit worrying. That like you look at Abamyang since he signed his new contract, he's been he hasn't you haven't really seen much of him really. No, no, so, he's been uh, he got the penalty against us, and I think that's been his only goal really. Yeah, it's it, it's it's struggling time. It's it, as I say, <coughs> this league's mad. Like you see Villa, who Villa will just just scrape promote scraped from fucking relegation last year now they're sitting they're doing okay they're they're doing doing okay. but that's the thing as I say this is the time for Aston Villa to get wins because I hope maybe, I hope they actually could continue this form but in reality I don't think they're going to keep this form up and unfortunately I mean they've still they, got they, enough but, they, but still got last year where we, we looked at that side and thought with the issues of goalkeepers and strikers they were kind of yeah, they were well, dead in the war a few times. Well, they got 15 points out of seven games so far, right? That's yeah. Yeah, they've probably just stayed. They've probably got enough points to stay up now. I, I reckon, like even a few more wins here and there, they're definitely staying up. So, yeah, I, I, I I'm, I'm going to eat my words. I am wrong with what I said at the start of the season that Aston Villa, well, Dean Smith's going to get fired. Fair play, Dean Smith and Aston Villa. I can eat my words. I am wrong. I, I think he's, I think he's sort of like. He's he's just found a nice healthy balance now. Yeah, he's got, that, he's that's got, a, yeah. He's not he's like got, um, he's not freaking. He's not he's not just panicked by like I think he did in the first season, yeah. bringing in like Wesley and. Fuck. Well, mate, I'm mainly throwing down to Wesley. Yeah, he, he bought fucking Wesley and he was shit. <laughs> like he wasn't. Yeah, wasn't what he needed. I think Watkins coming yeah. in as the main target man has been incredible. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, Matty Bar- Cash, uh, right back. Oh, I don't know. Matty Cash has struggled, struggled in games this season. He has really oh, no, I don't think he's. Like, yeah, I, thought he, I thought he looked good in the Arsenal game. I yeah, think he's. Uh, come on, that's Arsenal. <laughs> Give him time. He's, he's still fresh yeah, to the Yeah, no, nah, don't you don't get me wrong. He has he has played well, but he struggled against um, Southampton quite a lot. And but yeah, no, it's it's not as it, Ross Barkley, Watkins, and Ross Barkley, the two two key figures. Barkley's doing great. I think it's good to see Barkley getting game time because yeah, I think exactly. he's, he's he's a good player. And if and well, if, well if, no, but you know what I mean. He was under a lot of stick, I think, from Chelsea fans, and I think people just thought like he wasn't he wasn't like doing enough. I think he's coming to that. It's a good midfield now. I think what him McGinn. No, no, it, no. It's 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 McGinn. It, they play like a Man United formation. McGinn and I think whoever the sitter is with McGinn, and then you've got Grealish, Barkley, Trezeguet, Watkins up front. That's yeah, that's your midfield. But yeah, no, I, I'm I'm impressed. Is it with Horahan? Horahan? Horahan don't play no more. I don't think he plays right back normally. He's either okay. He's either Horahan, Douglas Louise, or McGinn. I think that's the, oh yeah, Douglas Louise, yeah, Douglas yes, Louise. Yeah. But yeah, no, I fair play. I give him, give him credit. I'd like to, I'd like to see them carry on this form. But 
who knows? This this as I keep saying to you, this league's a very fucking tricky league, mate. It's yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's been we, so we, far. It, it's not. It's not easy to predict. Predict. Nah. Especially um, putting bets on is hard betting, man. Oh, fuck me. I've been having nightmares with mine. No, I haven't won anything since, since the start no, of the no, season. No. It's so hard. Um, That's... Well, that's it, I guess. That was the last match to talk about from last week's oh, Premier we're... League results. I can't believe we went through all 10 games. All yeah. 10 games? Yeah. Oh, God. And we managed to squeeze it in an hour for you guys. So, yeah. Yeah. You folks at home, be happy. <laughs> We've managed um, to squeeze it in. Uh, I guess, yeah, we'll be back next time, probably talking about football. Football. <laughs> yeah, football. yeah. We have football back on the telly, not fucking shitty shit. Well, what, you don't want to talk about the England, man? Yeah, fuck off. The England matches next week. Come on, England. <laughs> I, I, oh, no, just, just no. Nah. As long as, long as, as, long as like, they pick a good team against Belgium, I'll be happy, but... I know, I know they're going to probably play five... Three right-backs. Yeah, they're going to play three, three right-backs. Right they're going to fucking have three centre CDM, one striker, two goalkeepers. Pickford flopping about in goal. Yeah, two goalkeepers. So, yeah. All right. Uh, anything you want to plug before we go? Plug. Um, <laughs> plug. Plug, yeah. I'll plug into the, uh, the socket as well. Let me plug it in. Hold on. So yeah, uh, follow us on Twitter at leftback on the B two. Uh, follow us on Facebook. We're not. Ve- I haven't been very. We well, we haven't been very about on the social medias. Um, we're just taking a break from them, really, um, for um for our mental sake uh, in this lockdown. Um, but yeah, we we'll probably post on there. Uh, follow us on Anchor, especially. That's where you get all our links to all the other podcast streaming services but we're on spotify apple uh overcast overcast podbean uh google podcast google podcasts um i don't think we're on dreza no that's the only one we don't think we're on but yeah that's that's mainly us um yeah just follow us please in there give us a review that would be nice if not is what it is um <laughs> I hope you enjoy. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. We d- we we do enjoy doing it, don't we, Charlie? Yeah, man. Sometimes I think it's just a nice nice to talk about football. You know, an hour of a yeah, a pure an hour just chat about football. Day. Yeah, you and me, you and me talk about football most days anyway. Yeah, we beef about summer. Yeah, we beef about summer. Um, That's not, I wouldn't say it's beef most of the time. I think it's more. Yeah, no. Saying that, we quite we agree on most things, really. Like yeah, half the time. Half the time, like if it's not like last week, we fucking wanted to throw chairs. Uh, at each other, we, but... I think the over, I think the Oli debate is one that separates everyone, a lot of United everyone, fans. Everyone, so. everyone, as I say, opinions are like arseholes. Everyone's got one, so yeah, like it's it's opinion in the end of the day. It's an opinionated yeah. driven podcast. Um, Very good, but yeah. Well, it. thank you for joining me, today, Lucas. You're welcome, brother. You're welcome. This uh, this has been Left Back on the Bench podcast. And we will see you next week. Peace out.